0: morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes. So make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. morning bitches and welcome back to your favorite podcast wellness for real where we talk about all things wellness it's your girl marlena and i'm here today with my co-host felicia what's up girl Hey, everybody so it's funny because like obviously you guys heard from us last week but we haven't actually recorded <laughs> like a hot <laughs> minute the last wow. few months have been like batch recorded for us so this is the first episode we've recorded in like real time in a while yeah so nice
1: yeah besides
0: our monthly moments episodes but yeah how you doing let's do a little update how's life it was just your birthday so happy
1: birthday I was a year older it was fun I took a week off and have been celebrating which was kind of fun I did a drag show with a bunch of my friends which was fucking hilarious and like one of the best sundays i've had in a long time and let me tell you
0: that was a flip, follow, they, flip phone oh, yeah, it was brunch, flip right? phone yeah they right? put we the did. best drag brunch i love them i love work
1: with them. them as a client and they're fantastic and we did um we did like the legally blonde like that was the theme and <laughs> there's awesome. like like 12 of us but the funniest thing is we did like a Bloody Mary bar and dude, it ends at like 2 30 and I took a driver like down because there was a ton of us and I lived kind of far yeah. and like by three o'clock everybody in the car was like asleep i like <laughs> my, one girlfriend, my one girlfriend at like six was like dude I'm so hungover." I'm like how are you hung over at five o'clock in the afternoon like I mean it's not even the next day like I mean but it was so fun and those drag queens are so talented. I mean, like doing like cartwheels into the splits and it was crazy. It was super fun though. I suggest everybody do one. It was really a really good time. And my husband and like everybody had a great time. So it was super fun.
0: That's awesome. My invite must have gotten lost in the mail.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I didn't plan to party. <laughs> i just—they they would have liked you to come though, because you're famous to my friends. So they're oh, like, stop oh, it. God, "Your co-host." Like they all were like, "So, it's just kind of cool." So I was That's like, "That's awesome." Yes. I'm glad
0: you had a good birthday.
1: Thank you. It was yes.
0: fun.
1: So feeling but I'm good. So
0: you're, you're recouping, recovering. Oh my now. god, dude!
1: I felt like I was 70 after that three <laughs> or four days. So Felicia's good and done for a while, and yeah, trying to kind of, kind of move back into my routine sort of. And, you know, I've had a few little injuries like my knee, my back. So I was, I was feeling my age, but realizing that I kind of have to adjust some things as I move forward into my fitness journey as it evolves. A little yeah. So,
0: so do you want to yeah. talk about that? Because injuries fucking suck. And they can be one of those things that really derail you Obviously, physically, but mentally, it's like such a huge hurdle to get over, right?
1: Yes. like so, I literally and for me, like the dumbest shit. Like I can fucking sneeze and throw my back out. Like it's the weirdest, (laughs) ridiculous. But my knee was like literally, I was doing some kind of exercise where I had to like keep. I was getting up and getting down. So and I just got up off the floor at a weird angle, and it was a very minimal thing, but I could feel it. So I knew that I had to make adjustments, and it took like almost two months for it to heal. But it wasn't that I couldn't exercise. I just couldn't do any weight bearing like leg stuff. And I could walk, but I had to, you know, I couldn't do incline. So instead of just throwing in the towel, I just really had to make huge adjustments. And I, I couldn't, my normal me would have thrown in the towel or I would have tried to go hundred miles an hour and I would have made it worse. Oh like gosh. one or the other. And so I just found this middle ground of, okay, I can still do stuff, but it just has to be less, less intense. Um, and that's what I can do. So that's what I did and just be patient with your body. I mean, you get it. You've been healing for how long and for someone who works out like you do consistently and you work out intensely to just not be able to do it at all. Yeah. It's hard. You know what I mean? It's just hard.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been um, a mental struggle. So I'm eight weeks post-op the day that this episode airs. So the last couple of weeks I've been able to kind of slowly start to get back into like lifting and working out. Um, and the biggest thing is just that like, I fatigue so much easier now. I do one set and I'm like, Ugh, you know, I'm exhausted. <laughs> so, um, yeah, getting back from healing, whether it be an injury or, or maybe you're recovering, like I am from a surgery or whatever, it definitely like has this like mental battle that you have to go through. Right. Yeah. Because you want to be right back where you were and you want to kind of get right back into things. But just got to be nice to yourself through the yeah. process, right? And listen to your body. I think that that's so important because how often like you mentioned what happened with your knee, right? So like when I first started working out, I would have little things like that and then I would not listen to my body and then it would get so much worse.
1: Yep, me too.
0: Um so I think that like with all of this like wellness um work that we're doing like for me, a big piece that's really been clicking um, over the last, I don't know, maybe year or so is that like really fine tuning, listening to my body. Cause we hear that right all the time. Like, oh, you just got to listen to your body. Like what the fuck does that mean? Like uh, (laughs) once you start to do it. And actually I just recently started watching a docuseries on Netflix. It's called fuck. What is it called? Uh, the something, something about pleasure, right? The whole thing is about sex. So the first episode is all about, um, uh, like it's mostly about masturbating and they talk about in the show, how medically beneficial masturbation is is and how, and how people who are specifically women or people who have, uh, a clitoris. Um, How people who are more in tune with that and how to pleasure themselves then become more intuitive in their own body when it comes to illness and their wellness and just being um, like being able to listen to things like that, like a small little pain or pop that is like a signal of a bigger issue. Right. Um, so I just found that super interesting. And I was like, is that why I'm so intuitive? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm in touch with my body and I know how it works. (laughs) Um, so I found this so interesting. Definitely check it out. I've only watched the first episode. I think there's a few, um, but I found that very interesting and how like masturbation, um, like for some people can help and do sleep. Right. And things like that, like how we're not utilizing something that's like so natural and a part of our body and feels Normal. good and like really helps us and could be a stress reliever. Um, but also help us like become more in tune with our body overall. Right. Not just right. in like a sexual way, but also like with our wellness, right. Like your um, mental
1: health and wellness. And yeah. And I know we talked about this
0: And I know we talked about it on last week's show on the female stigma episode, um, how like stigmatized it is to talk about that kind of stuff and to like be okay with it um, and to like talk about it as a positive. Um, But yeah, I just found that so interesting. So
1: you're right. Like, I think as you get older too, at least for me, I think like, because when I was younger, nobody talked about that. I mean, that was like a, like a no, no. Mm-hmm. No, no I mean having a show on it like there, there would be no Netflix show on pleasure. <laughs> like back in the 80s no You're that would right. be considered porn okay
0: yes exactly <laughs> and it's like so wild that it's like
1: a natural
0: <laughs> thing that we do from when we're born right to try totally. to find pleasure right, right. and find things and explore our bodies Um, and make ourselves feel good. Like why, why are we shamed for making ourselves feel good? It's so wild. But you know, if you, if you're really having a hard time, um, tuning in on your body and learning how to listen to your body, which was my whole point of bringing this up, try masturbating more, try, try some (laughs) new things. I'm telling you, uh, might help you get more in tune with your body.
1: But yeah, I mean, and I think back to like, just the injury thing for me, it just, you know, it does make you have to kind of slow down and sort of reevaluate that, you know, as I get older, which I am, whether, which is something I do have to look at, like, I do have to sort of look at things differently. And what does that look like? And I need to change my fitness a little bit, because I don't want to be dealing with injuries ongoing because of how I'm working out or how I'm exercising. So it does, you know, I do think that I kind of had to, I do have to take a look at that and figure out like, do I want to do this a little bit differently or that a little bit differently? And I think like, as we were chatting before, summer is sort of coming and, you know, I think this is where people start to sort of promote and get really crazy. About 12 weeks till Chris or till, you know, like not till Christmas, but 12 weeks till <laughs> summer, same kind yeah. of thing.
0: Right, you right. Know, Get your beach best. body ready. Right,
1: totally. And it's just exploding. Um,
0: yeah, the diet culture is strong right now. Yeah,
1: it's really uh, strong and it affects me. I mean, it does totally. and it makes me not want to be on Instagram really at all. So yeah. um, it's starting to really bug me. Like, uh,
0: yeah. Cause so, uh, let's talk about it because obviously there are big differences between like, if you have personal goals, right. And you're doing things in a way that feels good and sustainable and you want to lose weight. Right. And you, you have, nothing wrong with that. yeah. we're well, I just want to put that out there. Like, we're not saying that there's anything wrong with that. We just want to make sure that people are doing these things in a healthy space and in a healthy way. That's not going to be damaging to you in the long run. And what we see a lot of around this time of year, right? Spring, right at the beginning of spring, as we start to see these really toxic diets and challenges. And I know specifically you were talking about this gut protocol that's going on with beach body where they're like, Oh, they're talking about how like, oh, you need to like balance your gut health. So in order to do that, you have to starve yourself and eat nothing but like probiotic foods and like eat sauerkraut 10 times a day. And it's like, what the
1: fuck? What it comes down to is like you said, like clearly everybody is using their Instagram to document their journeys and everybody's on some sort of a health journey and there's nothing wrong with that, like we're all there, you know, whether it's trying to lose weight or whatnot. But I think what it is, is that people aren't mindful about what they're putting out there and what other people are seeing. And not that it's our, anybody's job, you know, we're all looking at what we choose to look at. But when you go online and say, I'm a health coach, I'm a nutrition coach, <laughs> you know what I mean? My job is to help women. When you decide to say that you do have some responsibility, you do, Yeah. you know what I mean? And when you ask for my fucking money, you have a little bit more responsibility. Absolutely. And I think for me, yes. that's the difference. And so when last month you were telling me fuck diets, diet culture sucks and blah, 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 and sign <laughs> up for, and give me $150 a month for these supplements and whatnot, because I'm going to teach you how to care about yourself. And this month you're telling me, Um, Don't eat soy Don't eat corn Don't eat dairy Don't fucking eat this And don't have alcohol And we're going to do This gut protocol Now you need to buy Different supplements That are vegan And whatnot Because And this isn't a diet Though by the way It's not a diet Because this is Gut protocol And this is just really About you caring About yourself But it's not a diet Even though it's the most Restrictive motherfucking Thing you're ever going to do And it's not a diet though And you don't have to Count calories Because you don't get To eat anything Like I mean I'm just (laughs) saying that And I'm not saying That people don't have food allergies and that doing these kinds of things, it's sort of like whole, you know, like that whole 30, like it's gluten-free, but that is very restrictive. It is a diet and you're asking people for money and you're asking them to follow along with you. And it's, you need to just be careful because, and
0: and you're not a fucking doctor. You're not a fucking nutritionist. You're not a fucking professional. And it's a bitch who sells supplements. And so I think that's the thing
1: for me that like, Everybody has the right to use that space to document their journey. But once you decide to ask for money and tell people that you're there to sort of help them on their journey, you have to be mindful of it because for a lot of people in that wellness space, they have disordered eating. And that kind of restrictive triggers shit for people. It it just does. And then you've got some of them on there weighing themselves every day. And they I started at 120 126 pounds and Now I'm at 121, I've lost six pounds this week. I mean, that's like, I mean, these aren't super, these aren't women that are overweight at all. You know what I mean? And they're losing rapid amount of weight in a very short period of time. And so for a lot of people, that's exciting. Like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? I can do this and lose this quick amount of weight. But is that sustainable? Is that livable? And I get the whole point is they're gonna say we're gonna add and see how your body responds. Let me tell you, if you don't eat gluten, soy, corn, dairy, alcohol, or any of that, and then you fucking eat a brownie after a month, your shit's gonna blow up. Like there's no way around that. Like you're gonna and you're gonna feel bloated. Right. It doesn't mean you're allergic to it. Like I mean, like I mean. Yeah. So I just feel like. I I think my frustration is I've watched some of these women who I feel like in a a space where they were balanced and it felt healthy. And now I'm seeing it because it's a new program it's very extreme. And then what's the next program? And so you can't keep like, you know what I mean? Like taking people on this ride with you. If you want to use it for your own personal journey, then don't charge people money for it. It, it, That's my whole thing. Like, and it's been hard for me to watch because a few of these people I've liked to follow and this little thing, and some of them are doing it in a way that they're not talking about it. Like the way that some of them are like really pushing it. So it's just been really frustrating to me because I know a lot of people that are watching it are going to be triggered into a full-blown, you know, disorder situation because of it. Yeah. And that's all I have to say, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just wild to see like thin, usually white women, uh, <laughs> promoting the most unhealthy bullshit. You know, and then they talk about like, oh, I lost six pounds this week. Like you didn't lose six pounds of fat this week. Like you shit your brains out, you're starving yourself and you're probably dehydrated. So like, yeah, of course the scale is going to go down. That doesn't mean you're losing weight, but you're promoting it to other people. Right. And it's funny how like anytime you hear this isn't a diet, but I lost X, Y, Z.
1: Right. And that's like, that's the thing about it that I'm struggling with it. You know what I mean? It's like, just say what it is. You know what I mean? And I think that's my frustration because, you know, like I said, there are a few of them that are, I think they all must have to do it. There must be some sort of thing when something new comes out, you're responsible. And I, I couldn't help but just kind of try to pay attention. And a few of them are not weighing themselves. They're not really talking about it. They definitely, you can tell that they're doing it because they have to, but they're not really pushing it because they probably think this is some bullshit, you know what I mean, a little bit. But I just feel like there is some responsibility when last month you said you should eat whatever you want and take these (laughs) supplements. And this week it's, you should do all of these things because you, do you feel, and, and watching the promo before it started, do you feel bloated after your pizza? showing the cells, or doing all these little promo videos. Like, yeah, I used to say moderation was great, but really this isn't about me losing weight. This is about me feeling better. I mean, it just felt so contrived. And once again, I am not saying that there aren't people that shouldn't have dairy or gluten or any of those things. And they do have those issues and they should try the elimination thing and whatnot. It's not about that. I love the Beachbody workout programs. It's not about that. I dupe their freaking energized because I like that shit. I just want to pay for it. So it's not a rag on Beachbody. It's just about being responsible when you say you're a health coach or a nutrition person. And you, know, you should have some responsibility if you're asking people for money and saying that you're there to help them. With their wellness, I mean, yeah. and, and being thoughtful about that because for a lot of people, um, it's not helpful. It triggers them, and they end up losing the weight, gaining it back, and then you put them in a fucking spiral. I mean,
0: when yeah. you have four
1: hundred thousand followers, you need to be thoughtful.
0: I mean, if you have four hundred followers, if you have people who are right. watching what yes. you're doing and 100%. you're sharing information, uh, yes, like that, and you're trying to give people advice, um, like. Yeah, you you yeah, should I be think when
1: you claim that you're this and that and asking for money, there is some responsibility there. I absolutely I, I, I just, agree, you know. but
0: but let's be honest, like that's the reality, especially of Instagram. Instagram right. has re- even more so become a advertising platform. Yeah, like I'm it older. is no longer yeah. a social Mm-mm. aspect. And I know we were talking about this before we started recording, like they've changed their algorithm so much. It's All horrible. I see is advertisements from people I don't even fucking follow. Me too. Um, my stories, I have to go search for people that I like talk to regularly, that I communicate with regularly, who I interact with regularly. I have to go search for their stories and like their posts and stuff because they don't Weird. even show up in my feed anymore. And it's so fucking frustrating. And like, I get it, like capitalism and everything, but like, come on, like, this is supposed to be like a social platform. And I understand that some people make their living on, you know, through social media and and there's nothing wrong with that, but like, what the fuck? Like, it's so frustrating to constantly just be inundated with all of this, all these advertisements and most of them are diet culture driven. And it's, fucking bullshit. And I'm like, I don't even follow this person. Why is their advertisement showing up on my
1: feed? I mean, and it's really, I would say probably in the last six months where I feel like it's just really, it's gotten so bad.
0: It's gotten so bad.
1: I think because it's so saturated and and since COVID it's become huge. And now like the platform, you know, you can purchase advertising. So that's where everybody's doing, you know, that's where all the ads are coming. And I just am like, for me, like, I, I just am at that point where I'm like, I didn't like, it's not even fun to be on it because like you said, I, I have to dig, you know what I mean? I'm digging and I'm like, uh, who is, uh, th- th- I don't know how it works, but like people are in my feed that I do not follow. And I'm like, do they just throw fucking people in there? They must. Yeah, and-
0: if, if it's like a paid a paid ad or a paid collaboration it just like it just shows up yeah it just shows up if you fall within whatever parameters they're trying to market whatever
1: i like or whatever so and i feel like it's one person i followed and eight people that i don't one person like it's kind of how it is and i'm like i don't have a ton of time in there in the first place so it's like if i take 10-15 minutes and i'm seeing a bunch of shit ads whatever i'm like and then for me, that shit is triggering for me. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like I want to see some good fucking recipes. Maybe a couple people that I like. I don't want to see a, some dime fucking whatever that fucking face shit. Like you know what I mean. I'm like, <laughs> if I see one more person promote dime face, whatever lotion, like, it's all like, it's like the same four ladies. I'm like, I don't even understand why this is showing up. I don't want it. Like, but I just keep seeing the same things and the same ads and this diet and that keto, this and this and that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's just makes it's very stressful for me. So like lately, I'm just like, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Like, this isn't what it used to be for me. And it feels like, Ugly lately for me, at least. So I slowly but surely find myself spending less time in the space because I I miss seeing like my Biz the kitchen. Where is she? She's not. I know. Up.
0: I have to search for Biz all the time. Felicia's another one. I was yeah, like, what the? I was like, girl, I had to come find your stories. Like this is not okay.
1: I, yeah, I'm weird. so over
0: it. I'm super yeah. over Instagram, and I just want to say, like, I swear to God, keto is like the herpes of fucking diets. Like, it will not go away. How are nah. we still on this keto thing? It's been scientifically proven to be trash for right. your body. It was developed to help children with epilepsy, right? And it has turned into a multi-billion-dollar diet industry. Let me
1: tell and it's you, it's like.
0: And even for me, I like everything, I go to the store and everything says keto friendly on it, and it's like it'll be lower calories, so I'll fucking buy it. And then I'm like, I, I see it in my house, and I'm like, even just looking at it makes me <laughs> mad because so I'm like, like,
1: I'm not on keto. That right? much cheese, <laughs> I wouldn't poop for like a week. Okay, like every recipe <laughs> is like, then add cream cheese, four cups of cheese, and then put some more cheese. I'm like. I would be constipated all the time if I ate that much
0: cheese, it's but so like crazy. to eat their own. Like, but yeah, like and if you food. and if you think you have food sensitivities or yeah. you're having genuine Nothing gut is
1: issues wrong with any of be
0: a fucking yeah. doctor, right? Like literally <laughs> even like some
1: of those, like my daughter did one of those sensitivity kits or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like all her friends, like they all, they all got the same results. You gluten-free, dairy-free, like they're all kind I of don't buy But I definitely think people have food allergies 100%. And like you said, I'm allergic
0: to avocado. Nobody believes that, but it's true. So
1: do what you got to do. So (laughs) this is not about that. This is just people, you know, not being honest. And I think for me, it's just that following someone who every month Is changing what they're doing because they're also trying to figure out their path, which there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, but but are they also trying to pay their bills at the same time while they're doing that? Because that comes off a little bit disingenuous. I think that's the difference for
1: me. As I watch you buy your second home on Instagram, oh, this is our second home, you know, our vacation home on Instagram, and I'm on my fifth different type of eating program because the other ones aren't working or whatever it is. I think that's my struggle, you know, yeah. with it. And I'm not trying to, you know, do your thing, but don't do it at my expense kind of a thing. Like, it's just for a sure. struggle. But so for me, like everybody says, I don't have to watch it. You know what I mean? And so that's what I'm going to do is not watch it as much. Yeah. And, you know, which is kind of sad because there was a time where I really enjoyed, I liked it. It was fun to see what people were doing. And it was fun, you know, for me to find new recipes and I'll still dig through it here and there, but I definitely going to be on it a lot.
0: yeah
1: so yeah so if you're if you yeah if
0: if you're feeling a little overwhelmed by all of the diet culture shit leading up to summer and you know all of the like pressure right I feel like we're constantly have this pressure like summer's coming get your summer body ready and like listen if you want to like look and feel your best for summer like fuck yeah go you know like nothing's 100%. wrong with that
1: nothing wrong with that but if
0: you feel pressure to look a certain way and then you're doing things to your body and to your mental health that in the long run are not going to benefit you and only damage your relationship with food and your body more then maybe it's time to reevaluate and right. maybe readjust you know how you are consuming social media because you know it used to be that you could curate your feed and your space you know and it, it's you it doesn't it. feel that way anymore yeah. it feels like right. you're forced to consume a lot of this really mentally damaging shit because it just shows up and you're like well what the fuck? But, you know right?
1: I mean and just like you know and I think it's when we were I think it was like Jordan site like whatever do whatever works for you. I mean, I definitely feel like when people are in that space and he, you know, I was reading something that he had written and that's the one thing I do agree. Like if you are in a, on a weight loss journey and it's Weight Watchers that works for you or it's calorie counting or whatever works for you, you should do. I think yeah, what people don't understand sure. is just that it's, I think what happens in Instagram is that maybe you're, it's working for you, but it's slow. And then you see someone do something like that, and it feels fast. So then you stop and you jump to that. And then, and that damages your body, you know what I mean? Then you stop and then you go back to that. And I'm seeing a lot of that also on Instagram where, Hey, I'm not doing WWE. I'm doing calorie counting. You know what I mean? Okay, great. And then two weeks later, I'm not doing calorie counting. I'm I'm back. I joined the (laughs) WWE. Now I'm not doing that. I'm doing macro count. Like I'm seeing a lot of that too. and part of why that's happening i i believe is because people are seeing other people have results with these different things and they're they're either you know struggling with it or it's slow mm-hmm. and so they jump a lot and i think that has a that's it has its own damage stuff you know yeah totally and so, agree and and so we've
0: that. talked about this before right like anything can become like a really toxic diet if you allow it to and anything can work for you if if you do it in a sustainable way right Right. so it's like everything's gonna look different for everybody um and I know recently we got we got some hate mail on Instagram like that we swore (laughs) yeah I just want to read it to you guys because it's very entertaining to us (laughs) um but someone was upset uh Pam sorry Pam um, for upsetting you she listens to several of our podcasts but she's very upset because we both bash the ww program oh, shit. it has saved many people's lives those people saved their own lives um <laughs> including mine proud of you pam glad you saved your own life stop giving credit to a corporation uh we are all successful in different ways very true with our weight loss journey some choose keto <laughs> ww surgery macro counting fasting etc uh, WW is not for everyone, but a choice of programs out there. This is my opinion, but I will be no longer listening. If you're still listening, what's up, Pam? Uh, oh, one positive, one positive. Love your potty mouth. It's something <laughs> we have in common. Pam in Texas. All right, Pam in Texas. Let's talk about this because, oh. I feel like we try to, uh, I mean, obviously you can't please everybody. Right. So like, right. I didn't take this personal. My response back to her was just okay, Pam.
1: <laughs> okay. But can we just be clear? You and I both lost weight on Weight Watchers. And, and we've so-
0: been very clear about that. <laughs> uh, don't have a, a problem a-
1: with Weight Watchers, the actual program. Don't have an issue with it.
0: <laughs> no, it's super, it's super simple calorie counting. That's Easy all it is. Do- it's simplified. Tracking yeah. think it and works. it's and it works if you it totally works if it works for you, right? Yeah. And it worked for me, I lost 70 pounds and I've kept it right. off. But it for me. I the credit 30. does not go to WW, it was just a tool right. that I used to track my food, right? That's totally. it, we we not it's not that good. Deep. Do
1: we think it's good for maintenance? No, because the whole point of the program is to keep you on it forever. So you keep joining and giving them their money. So we both agree on that too. You know what I mean? And we we think Weight Watchers as a company is a good company. Do they care about their employees and do they care about inclusion and diversity? No. Like, I mean,
0: that's that's what we're saying. Do any of these corporations care about those things? No, No, they care about profits. Right. Does that mean that your, does that mean that your leader or your, the group of people that you've connected with don't care about you? Of course not. Of course you can make meaningful connections and meet people that help you in your journey and help you understand how to work through the things that you're working through or whatever it is for you. But like, stop giving the credit to a fucking company. Like,
1: Totally. Oh my like, God, um, it's so I'm, so was, it. I'm so, so over
0: I, it. So so like you if, just, if you if you get like that upset about us talking about WW as a corporation, a company that cares about making money, maybe not, you should reevaluate how you look at everything. Right, honestly. and you're clearly not
1: really listening because that's not
0: what we said. No. <laughs> so, anyways, I just wanted oh. to address that. Have no a good week, <laughs> Shout out to Pam. We love you in Texas. Hope you're, hope you're doing well.
1: We do like Um, that. She likes our potty mouths. Yeah. yeah, I guess
0: (laughs) guess. it's so weird. (laughs) But anyways, um, yeah, back to our, our summer. Yeah. So going into that, right. So there are a lot of people who are using WW, right. Going into their weight loss journey into summer. We all have goals, right. It's April. Like we're, this is the time of year. I feel like people really are trying to fine tune those goals that maybe they set in January, or maybe they're struggling and they're really trying to figure out how to navigate things, right? Or what is going to work for them, or what is not going to work for them. them, and that is different for everybody, right? Um, and I think that uh, you know when we talk about this all the time, the number one factor, right, in setting a goal achieving that goal, and then maintaining that goal afterwards, right, is uh, that mental piece. If your mind isn't right, if you are giving all the credit to a company and not to yourself, if you are focusing on what you're eating and not what you're mentally consuming or how you're treating yourself or how you're talking to yourself, none of that shit's going to work. None of of it's going to work. Okay, doesn't matter. Same with weight loss surgery too. You see all the time people get weight loss surgery, and yes, they'll lose weight, but they didn't do the mental work, so they're eventually going to gain it back, gain right? It
1: back.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what are you doing right now to kind of solidify oh, okay. that mental piece? Because <laughs> I know for me, like uh, meditation has been a huge thing this year, and this year for me really has been taking care of all of the things that I've put off for myself forever. Right. So like, obviously I had my surgery, my skin removal surgery this year, but I also, um, I'm doing like a lot of other things too. Um, and one of the biggest things was getting my ADHD diagnosis. Um, and this isn't something that I've talked about. I don't think at all on this podcast. I mean, I've talked about the ADHD a little bit. Um, but one of the, main factors in my diagnosis for her was my school history, my education history. Um, and I actually dropped out of high school and I never finished and I never got my GED, um, which is the case for a lot of people who struggle with ADHD and don't know it, especially for women. Um, so going through that whole process was, Extremely emotionally taxing. I had to go through literally my entire childhood, uh, you know, adulthood. I had to go through all my trauma, all my shit, like all of the issues that I've had that have led me and my therapist into thinking that I even struggle with these, you know, with this. Um, it's a very umbrella diagnosis, right? It is a huge wide spectrum of um, side effects or what's the word I'm looking for? Not side effects, but like how it shows up in your life, right? It doesn't look the same for everybody. Um, so for me, like a big piece of this year is really just like figuring out how to overcome those hurdles that are because of how my brain works and functions. Um, and, I feel like that's something that normally people wouldn't think of, you know, in, in a wellness journey, right. You wouldn't think about your mental health in that way. Um, and even for me, like I think about my mental health and I think about depression and anxiety, you know, those are the two main things, but it's like, there's so many other working parts. Um, and I've accomplished a lot in my life, but I always can't help but feel like, okay, what else could I be accomplishing and how much further could I be
1: going? I almost feel like I'm like, girl, breathe. I I I literally watch you. like, okay, then I'm this. And then I see you go get LASIK. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I sold my house. I mean, you've like done more in like six months than people do in years, like literally in the last six months. I'm just like, and then in Puerto Rico and then she's there and I'm like, Oh my goodness. I mean, like it's, you've done a lot. Like, I feel like I haven't done nothing. Like, I mean, when I watch you, you know, I mean, and I feel, Isn't like- that I- so
0: funny perception because you say that, but I look at you and I see you running a successful business, like, especially after the last couple of years of COVID and like how difficult things became, um, and so like, I compare myself to like you in that aspect where I'm like, my businesses are like, meh. you know, I'm not, I mean, I don't know. That's like a whole nother thing, but <laughs> you know, everybody's <laughs> definition of success is different. Right. And for me, like if I'm not generating like a substantial consistent income with my businesses, then I don't feel successful in those businesses. Sure. You know what I I'm saying? It. So like yeah, you say that, you say you look at me and you feel like you're not doing anything but then I look at you and I'm like, this bitch is like killing it with her business and like building relationships and growing her business. And like my businesses are still like, I just had my five-year anniversary with my photography business. And, you know, I thought I would be a lot further along and have a lot more consistent, you know, income with that. And I don't. So it's like, I don't know. It's just funny how we like compare ourselves, you know, to the people in our lives. But like, there's always someone who's looking at you thinking, oh, I wish I was doing what they're doing.
1: No, I hear what what you're saying. saying. That
0: makes me feel better,
1: kind of. But it's (laughs) kind of funny that you say that because that's something that for me this year, I'm sort of really reevaluating a lot of things and even my business, which has been really successful. And it's been, I mean, I have sustained through a very hard time. But even reevaluating how i want that to look um because it's been so challenging and i work so much and it you know it, it's really at this point in my life wanting to be able to live my life a little bit and you know i mean I work every weekend i work all the time and i mean even just ha- being able to take a few days off for like my birthday you know it, it, there's a price i pay for that like it doesn't come without it i have to make up for that somewhere And I'm sort of over it a little bit. Like I'm not over owning my business. I just feel like my business has to be, i need to do it a little bit differently. And I always say that, but I'm going to be doing it. And so that's something that just over the last couple of weeks that I've just really made the decision that I'm going to be doing it a little differently. Um, And so, and how to do that doesn't happen overnight, like making those changes and making those adjustments. Um, But it's not something, you know, I'm literally starting to do that, which for me is a really big deal um, because it'll, you know, it will affect money. Like all kinds of things will come into play for me to make that adjustment. Um, But so I've been kind of focusing more on that because that affects my fucking wellness. You know what I mean? Um, In a way that, you know, it just affects like, I work every, I mean, I work a nine to five job and then I work every weekend come June, like every single weekend, I'm working a Saturday or a Sunday or both. I can't do that, you know, for the next 10 years of my life. So, um,
0: not sustainable.
1: Not an you know, and then you know it's really hard. I mean, like the employees I have are great, but managing employees are is really hard, and I'm fucking over that too. So, um, so just trying to figure out the best way to do that. So that's one thing for me that I'm really going to be focusing on, and I am focusing on. And then just also with my well, like my health journey, doing that, like trying to figure out how does that look now because how I've been doing it the last couple of years worked really well, and now it's not really. I, I can't seem to find the groove that I'm looking for and it, it just isn't clicking for me and so just really reevaluating what that is too so I feel like I'm in this really weird place like I feel like I sort of went backwards a little bit and now I'm trying to go forward and sort of finding my little space yeah. with a lot of things it's sort of yeah. weird no, um, I totally I feel that's you. life, though. I think that's life. I don't that's think. That's what anything- I was just
0: gonna say. Like, is this pretty it, much just the human experience? Yeah, is that like in this- that roller coaster ride, right? You know, like you meant, you mentioned like deal. us selling our house. We sold our house back in November, and we still don't have a new house yet. You know, and like I literally feel like I've regressed so much in life because I'm living in someone's basement. Right. <laughs> All of my shit is in a storage unit in boxes. You know. Um, my husband and I don't have like the amount of privacy that we prefer. Right. Um, you know, it's just it's it's hard and it's yeah. um I don't know, but it's funny how like other people will look at what you're going through and, and want what you're going through, but then you're like, Yeah, no, you don't want this shit. No.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I mean it's just like <laughs> what's important to me. You know, I think what was important to me a year ago, two years, it's it's very different.
0: It's always changing
1: to me now. Totally. You no. Know? Um. So yeah, I, so I think that's it. Just like, what does my wellness look like now?
0: Like, yeah. what does that
1: mean to me is really different, and just really trying to figure that out. You know, and yeah. I think that's where I'm at. So like. So what are I-
0: you focusing on going into summer?
1: So I think for me going into summer, is actually having one. Um, yeah. one, of, one of the things I'm focusing on is actually having a summer um, and enjoying it and, you know, taking advantage of some of the things that I have. And also this is going to sound really weird, but like, you know, I have, I'm I've, I've very, like, I have a lot of social friends and I realize like through COVID and whatnot, there are a lot of people that I just um, don't want in my space. And so really cultivating that for me going into the summer is who do I want in my space Um, and not feeling this sort of guilt. Like I feel bad sometimes, like, so I I keep people around because of that, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so I'm over that too. Um, And so I think for me going into the summer is sort of finding a wellness, wellness that serves my husband and I together. Cause that's been a really big thing after 75 hard, the two of us sort of, kind of walking and doing that together has really made our relationship really strong. So I sort of want to figure out a way to keep that as something that we sort of do together. I mean, not hundred yeah. percent, but I want that to happen and to continue. Um, and then just like I said, just really trying to figure out how I can um, have more of a life um, and do more things. So that's really my focus. It's not so much food or, you know what I mean? So much that, um, yeah. you know, I really like to cook, so I'm going to focus on trying to cook more. So being a little more organized in that way, but I definitely feel like those are the two things that really, for me, make the difference, just cultivating my space and, um, you know, the wellness piece and that movement piece with my husband and what that's going to look like. And then just having a little bit more of a summer, Yeah. a little bit more of a life. For
0: yeah. I feel, that's yeah. my goal
1: for the next six months. Just trying to figure that out. Yeah. You know,
0: and I making it a priority cuz i say yeah. it and then i do like, i'm doing it girl like, <laughs> no. i love that um i'm definitely I, I don't know i'm kind of in that s- similar space just trying to figure things out um this diagnosis is definitely like at the top of my priority list um i did get in with a actual like psychiatrist um not until june so you know you know how the healthcare system works here right. but um, excited to start exploring that because like I said, I feel like it's been it, my entire life, that piece, the way that my brain works has been such a huge hurdle. And I've definitely adapt, have adapted and have learned how to live with it, but I would love to see the possibilities um, if that hurdle maybe was a little bit lower. So whether that just be having an actual psychiatrist or medication or what, whatever options end up becoming The right options for me, um, which is kind of scary actually is really scary to me. Um, especially thinking about medication. Um, but it's again, it's a huge piece of my wellness, right? So it's definitely something that, um, is at the top of my priority list. Um, like you said, I did kind of start off this year with a bang. I kind of did everything. I got my wisdom teeth removed. I had my tummy tuck. Um, I got LASIK. That was like a, I was very unlike me. If you follow me, on I know Instagram. I was like, That was like a consultation and walk out with LASIK. I'm literally like- so unlike me. But you guys, I have been terrified of LASIK forever.
1: No, my um,
0: the same. I've had I've had bad eyesight since middle school. So like I've been wearing contacts for, I'm old, um, over twenty years. So um, and Adam has always been like you really should look into LASIK because if you, I, I don't know if you have bad eyesight um, um, or no, wear contacts. Or, okay.
1: I mean, I, I glasses you said dog wears or, contacts, right? Doug, Doug, so, yeah.
0: Okay. So you know how much of a pain in the ass it is to go literally anywhere with somebody who wears contacts or glasses, like, you know, especially with traveling and stuff, you always right. have to make sure you have extras like you know, so many times I leave contact solution at the cabin and it just like always disappears. Like somebody throws it out. So we go up there and I think there's contact solution up there and then there's not. So then I have to go into town and buy contact solution. And it's just like always something. And the last straw for me was when we went to Puerto Rico, I fucking forgot my glasses. And I had one, I literally only had the pair of contacts I was wearing. I didn't bring extras and I didn't have glasses, which like, that's like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. (laughs) so I ended up having to have my glasses overnighted to me by my mom. It was a hundred dollars. Oh my God. What the fuck? (sighs) That's more than I paid for the glasses. Glasses. I was like, I could have just bought a new pair of glasses for less than this. Like that's wild. Um, and yeah, it was just, Oh God. I just been getting so annoyed with contacts they are just constantly dry and I'm always having to take them out. And it's just like, this constant cycle of misery. So when we were in Puerto Rico, Adam was like, Okay, promise me you'll at least do a consult for LASIK when we get back, please, for the love of God. And I'm like, Okay. So I scheduled the consult. I go in, I went to LASIK Plus, which is literally a LASIK factory. It's like the, so fast paced, like just in and out. Um, yeah. So I have my consult, and they're like, We can get you in tomorrow morning. And I was like, fuck it. Like, let's do it. Cause if yeah. you don't schedule me now, I'm never coming back here. Cause I was so scared. You guys, they slice your eyeballs open with lasers. Well, no, they slice it open and then they shoot lasers in your eyes. And you're just awa- and you're awake and you're awake and alert. And it's not and fun. Does it hurt? So the actual procedure itself does not hurt at all. Um, they numb you up so much. And you, I thought you would be able to like see what was going on, but you're like, like coming at you in 3d. Yeah. You're literally like on a platform and they put this machine so close to your eye that you can't really see what's going on around you. Like, it's just, you feel a little bit of pressure almost feels like someone's maybe pushing down on your eye, but you can't feel the actual, like what's going on. Okay. So, um, so the actual procedure, honestly, was it terrible? The wait before it was awful because they didn't give me drugs until like right before, because I asked for it. Like when I had my consult, I was like, I'm really nervous. Like you guys will give me something. Right. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you some volume. Well, I'm like sitting in the waiting room, like trying to like meditate, trying to calm myself down. They're playing fucking Phil Collins, loudest shit on the fucking speaker, <laughs> fucking Susu studio. And I'm like, oh my God, this, I was just like, could not like calm myself down. So I'm like, uh, they told me they would like give me something, you know, for this. And the lady that I asked was like kind of a bit. She was like, I'll, I guess I'll go ask. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought that was just like standard with this shit. Like they, tr- I mean, they, it, it, it's such a big company and places like that. I feel like for anything medical like that, if you're going into like a huge place where they, that's what they do all day long. Right. Just all day. Sure. Like they treat it like it's, like nothing, right? Like it's so nonchalant to them where it's like, you're forgetting that I'm scared as fuck. No, and that I haven't had time to do my usual due diligence. Um, uh, Like the morning of the procedure, I literally was watching TikToks, like LASIK ruined my life. Oh, LASIK, like LASIK horror stories. But I like to do that because I like to know what is going to happen right. if the worst case scenario happens and why it happens. Like I need that information and those details sure. and I understood those things once I went into it at least. Um but yeah, they finally gave me Valium like 15 minutes before. I was like this shit is not even going to hit me it's until I'm after. On
1: my I'm way, way home. Wait, seriously, but how did it all work out? Like how is your eyes right now? How is everything?
0: So, it's been um tomorrow will be a week. Um, I will say the first 24 hours were intense. It was awful. Cause like when you go home, the, the numbness from the procedure wears off about 15 minutes after the procedure.
1: Okay. And then it hurts.
0: Oh, it, hurt like a motherfucker. Like, and listen, everybody's experience is different. Some people said they had like little to no pain. That was not my experience. And I have a very high pain tolerance, but like my eyeballs have always been hella sensitive and I got home. So they tell you to go home and take a nap for like four to five hours, or just keep your eyes closed for like four to five hours right after the procedure. So I come home, I'm in the dark and my eyes are on fire like it literally feels like someone's pouring hot glass into my eyes is the best way I could describe it. It was so intense. Like I just was miserable. Um, I took some melatonin. I think I did kind of go in and out of sleep for like five hours. Um, and then for the next like two days, it kind of felt like, like I had a cut in my eye, or maybe like a oh. torn contact. Like if you wear contacts, like it felt okay. like I had a torn contact in my eye, like a really bad torn contact. Um, now at six days later. They're pretty. They're. I can see, which is wild. Um, it took me a couple of days to appreciate that, because <laughs> I wore contacts all the time. Right. So, so being able like- to see wasn't like I was like, okay, yeah, I can see. Like I can see with That's contacts so too, but being able to wake up and see and be in going to bed with vision those kind of like made it click in my brain that like bitch you can see now <laughs> you That's know so
1: weird.
0: yeah so, so now I'm good I have fine. to, like
1: both yeah people. I actually have
0: 2015 vision now so I have better than perfect vision now it's very crisp some people say it gets a little fuzzier it ch- it changes which is normal they say the first six months you're vision will kind of fluctuate some days. It'll be better than others. Like nighttime kind of sucks. Like you're not in pain anymore. No, I'm not in pain anymore. Um, I have a little bit of discomfort just from like, like my eyes get kind of dry. Um, I almost kind of feel like I have something in my eye sometimes, but I have to use eye drops constantly. They have me on these supplements that take for three months. So Take yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll be in the the 0.3% of people who experience really awful side effects and it doesn't work for them. My um, eyes seem to be healing really well. So thankful for that. But um, yeah, that's my LASIK story. <laughs> And that's, and that's why I did it so fast. And people were messaging me. They were like, this seems so unlike you. And I was like, listen, (laughs) I'm just doing it. And just, I'm not even going to think about it. Cause if I think about it, I'm not going to do it. And so now I'm glad that I did it. Now that it's over
1: to the madness. You're like, I just need to get it over. Like I would feel the same. That's so scary. Eyes are scary.
0: Yeah. Like I kind of, um, even with my bad vision, I'd prefer that over no vision or, you know, uh, eye pain forever. Like that was, that was the main thing I found for people who had bad experiences with LASIK is that the pain never went away, which I can't imagine. And they have to take like special eye drops that are made from their own blood. It pretty much is helping. Yeah. See, I learned that by doing the due diligence the morning of, and that's why you watch the horror stories. I learned so much. I have never heard of such a thing. Yeah. They have to have special eye drops made from their own blood because it's, you're essentially trying to, um, enhance the cell regeneration so that your eyes will heal. So some people's eyes just won't heal so that's why they have the pain oh, because our eyes
1: the fucking no dude yeah. i would not no i would be too scared yeah. oh yeah okay i see okay one other thing your eyebrows mm-hmm. yeah oh, yeah okay so really quickly <laughs> can you just tell people what that is what
0: microblading
1: it like for people that do not know will you just explain what it is
0: yeah so i ha- I also have my eyebrows microbladed i did make that appointment months ago and did lots and lots of research before i uh that
1: place looks so cute
0: yeah. So I went to the archery um here in Minneapolis well, they're in St. Louis Park. Um, they're pretty popular eyebrow um microblading place. Um, and so you're essentially getting your eyebrows tattooed on, I guess is the best way to describe it, but it is not so when you get tattoos, they actually penetrate um deeper into your okay. levels of skin than they do microblading. So like um, unlike my tattoos, my microblading will fade, fade eventually. Okay. So it's yes. not 100% so it's, it's, permanent. Yep. And it's not, it's not completely permanent. And then they do have ways. So say you get your eyebrows microbladed and you're like, I fucking hate this. Mm-hmm. Um, they can actually go in with saline and a gun and it'll dissolve it it'll dissolve oh, the color. That would be so, really
1: bad if you were like, uh, <laughs> this is not working out for me. Okay. Yeah.
0: But, um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, for me, it's like my eyebrows are very patchy and I hate having, like, I don't like wearing makeup. I don't, I'm fucking lazy. That's the best like reasoning, I guess. I don't have anything against people who love me. I wish I loved doing makeup. Not really you know, I wish I loved taking the time to do, but I don't like doing this shit. It's time consuming. I don't like stuff on my face. Um, So for me, it was like a huge, like it, it feels so good to just wake up and like my eyebrows are perfect. Eyebrows are great. You know, man, so amazing. thank you. She did a really good job. I'm super happy with it. Um, I just wanted them to be like my natural eyebrow shape. I didn't want to like do anything crazy. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I hope that answers what microblading is. There's so many different styles and weight. Like, so I did a stroke and powder combo. So it does give me more of that makeup look rather than that. Like just natural stroke eyebrow look. I think it was just
1: not I think people were curious like is it a tattoo and it's there forever does it fade is it yeah so
0: it it should last um about three years is it
1: just trimming or is it so I think just clearing up that it's yeah she and she did
0: shape she did shape my brows so I'll still have to like pluck them you know and thread them or whatever however I want to maintain like the shape of them she filled it all sort of in. Yes. And then I go in six weeks after the initial, um, which is normal. You go in six weeks after the initial microblading, um, like for touch-ups because they'll fade a lot. So she said they'll fade like 40 to 60%. So they're like super dark right now. Um, but they will fade. And then I go in for touch-ups and, you know, and she's like, if I want to change the shape a little bit or whatever, like I can do that at my follow-up. And then after that, I mean, I think for three years I get free touch-ups. So like if they are fading or I want to add more strokes or whatever, I can go in and do that. So, So
1: yeah. Yeah. Just
0: another thing that I really have always wanted to do for myself. So literally, yeah, this year it's like I did I did all the things and lots of things. Going into summer I'm like I don't have wisdom tooth pain. I don't have um belly skin hanging in my oh, gut anymore. I'm like yes, my waist is snatched. Um I got eyebrows forever. <laughs> go. Now I'm just like oh I can see um now I'm just waiting to be able to put lashes on again. I got to wait. They said at least a week after LASIK to put lashes back oh, on. I saw so, it just to keep your eyes. Into the- yeah, they don't want you getting glue in your eyeball. <laughs> they
1: all, which makes that sense. That totally makes sense. So, yeah.
0: Doing so- all the things. And as far as food goes, so I am doing um, Amber's 30 day challenge right now. So, she did like a 30 consistent challenge. So, yeah, you just pick you just pick like four things to be consistent with for 30 days. Um, and one of the major things that I added in, um, was for April was tracking my protein. Um, because at this stage of my journey, like I'm not really interested in tracking my calories or like losing weight. I, I, I'm perfectly content continuing to maintain. Um, but with like working out and lifting and getting back into that, um, post-surgery and just kind of thinking about what I want in my fitness journey. Um, I want to learn more about macros and how they affect your body and how they can help assist you right in you. building muscle. Right. Um, so I just wanted to start with a baby step. So I'm tracking my protein and it's pretty easy and straightforward and I'm not over complicating it. You know, I'm, I'm tracking my major proteins, I'm not, I'm not like not looking at the protein in your broccoli. Like, no, like all those, I mean, everything has one to three grams of protein, most right. things, right. I'm not tracking that I'm right. tracking my major protein Eight. consumption. You know, my Eight lean needs. needs. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Eggs, that kind of stuff because that's simple to me. So it's helping me give me like a rough guideline of what I'm already consuming. So I'm, I mean, in tracking, Anytime you track anything, right. It, the idea of it is just to make you more conscious.
1: And how do you know how much protein you need to, like, what do you, like, how do you know how much protein your body needs?
0: Yeah. So I downloaded this protein tracker. I think it's just called hello protein. It was free. It doesn't have any ads. It doesn't ask me to buy anything It's very straightforward. Um, when you set it up, it just, has you put in just like anything, Has you put in your weight, your goal. Um, and then it calculates it for you. And then I did, I did cross-reference that with other protein calculators just to kind of make sure it was accurate. Mm -hmm. And for me, like at my maintenance weight, um, and my goals, I want to build muscle. Um, everything put me at about 120 grams of protein. And I'm learning by tracking that I'm already consuming about, on average, about a hundred and well, 111 is what it has me at right now. You're already doing that naturally for
1: the most part.
0: Yeah. So I'm pretty close. So with tracking, it's just kind of, uh, making me more conscious to just maybe add one more thing in the day, right? right? One more protein shake or or yeah, one more high protein thing, or maybe adding, um, You know, instead of a quarter cup of cottage cheese, maybe I'll bump it up to half a cup of cottage cheese. You know, things like that that can make a big difference. I mean, the funny. So I
1: eat like eggs and eggs whites a lot, and I all the time like chop up like red pepper, green pepper, onion. I just do that ahead of time. Okay, so I couldn't. I I couldn't usually put like turkey sausage, and I was out. So I chopped up a little chicken breast and scrambled it in my eggs, and it was fucking bomb. Yeah. Okay. It was bomb. I didn't think it would be good. It was so good, and it gave me lots of protein. I was, I was like, "Oh, that's a really good way to get some extra protein." But like you, I was not really aware of like how like that it's important just to keep me full. And then if you are lifting, like I didn't realize that it was important to have. You have to have sort of adequate protein, otherwise you don't build muscle, which is the whole point of lifting. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you have to be
0: fueling your body correctly. Right. But because of my history with food issues. I know that I can't overwhelm myself
1: with all of it. Like, right.
0: And everybody's different. How
1: much, much rep meets you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And everybody's different for some people. They love numbers, right? right. Numbers and, and some people are are more analytical in that way. And I am not that way. You know, I, I need to take baby steps with things in order to be successful. And I know that about myself. So for me, this is just a baby step, right? I'm just paying more attention to how much protein I'm consuming. I'm not paying attention to anything else. You know, I'm not worried about calories right. or any of that, because I know I'm three years in of maintaining, like, I Ooh, know that what I'm consuming keeps me at my maintenance weight. Right. So like, I'm not worried about that stuff. I'm more so just, uh, want to learn how to fuel my body to the best of my ability. Um, and in doing that, I just have to do it. I have to ease my way into it, you know? <laughs> that's great though. Yeah.
1: So hello protein, that's a cool, like that's neat that it's free. And if that's something that's important to people that they don't charge you and that you can get a feel for that. I,
0: there's nothing I hate more than downloading an app. And every time you open it, it's like upgrade for nine, nine, nine. And so it's like, irritating. fuck off. Even my, I, I use, um, I use a sleep app, um, like a fan app. It just makes like a fan noise. Cause I need white noise. To sleep. Oh yeah. What's
1: oh yeah. That I'm going on vacation with my mom. I need that.
0: <laughs> it's just called fan app. It's literally what it calls, but every time you open it, it will ask you to buy some shit. So just keep that in mind, you know, Doing that when I that's my first um, thing. I'm going on yeah, no, I need night. white noise to sleep. It is a must. I do too. It is a must. Yeah. For that's me.
1: my first thing. I'm going on vacation with my mom in May for her retirement, which normally I would never take a week off in May. So that was my first. Oh, yes. I'm
0: so proud of you. That's awesome.
1: I'm like, I can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? But no, I'm going. Yes, you so can. i going to Florida on just the two of us for retirement trip.
0: That's so, awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't left the country since 2020 or like left the state, excuse me, since 2020. So. I was going
0: to say Florida is still Florida. part of the United States, yeah. States as of right now yeah. until it falls yeah, in the
1: ocean. Like, but um, We're going to an island there called Anna Marie Island. It's supposed to oh, be. Oh, cool. I've never been there. It looks really cool. So it should so- be fun.
0: That sounds like a good time. Cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode.
1: <laughs> a <large And> <laughs> yes, I know.
0: We just wanted to kind of catch up. And um, again, you know, we know that it's that time of year where you know diet culture is being pushed everywhere. So, you know, we just have to be diligent in knowing the difference between bullshit <laughs>
1: yeah. and what's what you need. Just- yeah. And what,
0: and what you actually need to achieve your goals. Cause we want you to achieve your goals, yeah. however is going to work for you, but we want you to do that in a way that is good for you that you can do forever. Right. Or that you can at least evolve into.
1: Right. Exactly.